hello and welcome to another episode of Inbold, the podcast from the Strategy and Middle East team. If you joined us last time, you'll know that this is the podcast that talks to real experts with hands-on knowledge, sharing their insights on significant trends, future outlooks, and the opportunities. In short, we go behind the headlines to see what's underlying the news. And it's great to have you back with us. My name's Jonathan, and I'm your host for today. And if you joined us in the last couple of episodes, you know we've been exploring the world of gaming and looking at how to capitalize on these opportunities, both globally and in the region. And um, today we're going to talk about the esports market, one of the world's fastest growing technical and entertainment industries. And it's been witnessing a lot of growth and momentum over the last uh, year or two. Uh, COVID has inevitably had an impact but there's, uh, it's, there's also many other factors underlying the growth here. And I'm delighted that we have two real experts to help me understand more and help us uh, understand this market better. So we have uh, Jadel Mir from Strategy and in the Middle East and Badr Al-Mashut, who's head of STC Play. So gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here today. Uh, it's great to have you with us. Um, Jad, I'd like to ask you first, if I may, could you just help us understand um, um, what is exactly esports? So give us a brief definition of that. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, lovely to meet you and uh, great to be here together with Badr uh, and, and discussing uh, uh, this, this exciting topic. Uh, look, in simple terms, uh, esports is basically making online gaming a spectator sports. Uh, so you can imagine it as the experience of watching a professional sports event, but instead it will be video gamers competing against each other rather than you know actual uh, sports players. So in, in that case, uh, professional gamers compete against each other uh, in leagues, tournaments, then you have streamers that produce content around their gaming behavior for fans to consume. All of this is actually a great opportunity for advertisers and sponsors to reach a wide audience and for content providers to distribute entertainment content to a large audience as well. So similarly to any traditional sports industry, uh, the esports ecosystem has really a wide array of stakeholders most of which become uh, forces to be reckoned with, especially publishers and athletes. So this, this ranges from uh, game publishers, event organizers, leagues, teams and athletes, brands, uh, uh, digital and linear media that distribute this content, the fans, obviously, uh, but also some governing bodies that are uh, popping up uh, around the world to be able to, uh, let's say, uh, regulate or uh, properly manage this whole ecosystem. Fascinating. And Jed, are you, you're joining us from uh, the UAE today, is that right? I am. I am joining you from Dubai, actually, yes. And what's the weather like today? Is it? Uh... It's a lovely weather today. Uh can't wait to get out of the office and uh, you know spend some time outside. Uh, but yeah, it's a great time to be in Dubai actually uh, from a weather perspective. Super. And Badr, where are you joining us from today? Hey, Jonathan, I'm, I'm actually joining from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And glad to be uh, in such a nice uh, podcast with a great uh, topic to discuss. 
Fantastic. But the, what we've got you, tell us a bit about what's been fueling uh, the growth in esports recently. It's been growing massively. Is this just a COVID phenomenon or is, are, are there more factors underlying that? Well said, uh, Jonathan. I think big part of that uh, was the COVID phenomenon, and uh, which actually put people uh, in a position where they need to spend more time and uh, gaming uh, eventually was, was one of these uh, segments uh, that had uh, uh, a great attraction uh, into that. And, and the concept behind it was putting people together uh, uh, with, the, with the social distance that it's there. The online gaming has played a big role. Uh, not to forget that uh, gaming by itself uh, considered as one of the biggest, uh, if, if it's not the biggest uh, media segment, I would say, uh, and, and that's even before uh, before COVID. Uh, so yeah, COVID has played a great role on that, definitely. Uh, uh, yet, uh, in general, it is one of the uh, biggest considered uh, media segment. And uh, the growth continues, right? Now we're coming out of the pandemic time. Definitely, so... mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Uh, the potential growth that growth that we're seeing. Uh, in, in gaming uh, actually comes across different elements. Uh, the phenomena of esports uh, that actually uh, puts a bigger lifetime uh, for the game after it gets published. You've got fans watching uh, those games being played. You've got professional players uh, um, being trained to play a specific game. Uh, you've got esport teams uh, forming up and becoming uh, a well-structured organizations uh, that has a growth uh, a career into it. All of that, if you put them together, they definitely contribute to the growth uh, potential within gaming. Let me add to that. Uh, I, I agree with everything that Bader mentioned. And, and yes, indeed. So if we look at numbers, so globally, I mean, it is expected that the esports market will almost double in the next five years, right? Going from... Uh, a bit more than 1.3, 1, 1. 1.4 billion to, uh, today to, to roughly 2.5 billion in the next five years. That's and right. I, I would say, in addition to everything that Bader mentioned, that there is also the phenomenon of the shift in consumer needs that is fueling this, uh, 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 this uh, you know, popularity. Uh, of, of uh, esports and the advancement of technology. So we have today, you know, significant improvement in connectivity through fiber, through 5G, that is, you know, improving the whole distribution and the reach for both the viewers, but also for, for, for the gamers that participate in such events. You have, uh, you know, uh, a shift, you know, in, in the type of uh, uh, games that are played. So more and more people are consuming uh, um, uh, what we call mobile esports. So, uh, so some light applications in emerging markets that are boosting the uh, uh, participation, especially in Asia. Um, Bader mentioned, you know, the emergence of uh, leagues and teams, and this is gaining more and more popularity and helping, uh, uh, you know, grow that, uh, that business. And I would add to that the increased investments from non-endemic brands. So we're seeing a lot of brands uh, uh, getting excited about this, uh, uh, this industry and, you know, coming in and sponsoring or even advertising or even uh, creating events around the, the, the esports leagues and tournaments.
So you mentioned that in your introduction, Jeff. So it's, it, I guess it's a really amazing opportunity for these brands to reach target audience and very engaged target audiences in new ways. Is, is that right? I think uh, just adding to what Jet was, was mentioning, uh, it is a great opportunity for brands. And um, maybe I'll give a quick example. In, in one of one of the games, if I'm not mistaken, it was League of Legends. You can you can find Louis Vuitton uh, kind of uh, merchandise within the game. Uh, so there is a great association for brands, and 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 esports is becoming a way for brands to be connected with the gamers community. If you can't catch you know developing a game for you as a brand, now you have another medium where you can go and get connected. Uh, through esports, that's a very good point, and and I guess also it um, you can get to to use the most successful and most popular games. You know, you've always the risk if you develop your own game that uh, exactly. it may not it may not win. That's great. By the while while we have you, um, could you tell me a little bit about how the Middle East region compares to the rest of the world? We talked about the global trends driving this huge growth. What's going on in the Middle East region? Well, in the Middle East, we have the best ingredients down here. Uh, the number of players is actually quite massive, and uh, the appetite of playing games is there since the beginning. Uh, but if we look at, for example, the amount of consumption on uh, gaming video content, Saudi and the Middle East are considered uh, one of the top. Uh, that's by the stats of YouTube. If you look at the other side of the of the story, we're also considered as uh, one of the one of the highest countries who produces this type of content. Uh, now, this this might not go to the to the to the intention of playing game, but that gives you an understanding of how big uh, the content or the video gaming content, whether it's uh, over over YouTube or over Twitch or, or over the different streaming platforms is being uh, produced and consumed. And you have this amazing youthful demographic in, uh, in the region as well, which I suppose kind of also helps to uh, create uh, this, this potential and, and this usage. Absolutely, absolutely. We do have the youth generation, which definitely helps in that. Uh, although gaming uh, could come across different age brackets, and uh, that, that goes from the casual, hyper-casual gamers uh, on using their phones to play these type the, these different games, all the way to the professionals uh, uh, that we have. And if you, I'll, if I'll give a, a quick example on uh, how professionals has been successful coming from this region, uh, the 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 champion of uh, the world champion of FIFA game is actually a Saudi uh, professional player who've managed yeah. to to maintain that for the last three years. Uh, and, and, and we're seeing others are actually following the same uh, route. Uh, that's on the professional play side. But on the other side, the content creators are actually taking the route into, into becoming uh, stars when it comes to content creation. Um, and, and here is the real opportunity uh, by, by you know, connecting brands, connecting uh, 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 fans, and, and, and not only playing the game, but also go beyond that. Got it. Got it. Yes, and Jonathan, I would, I would, I would add also. Uh, so, behind all of this, uh, all of these uh, great uh, engagement, you know, from from players and from from the audience here in uh, in in the region, I think there are a lot of uh, um, 
strong enablers that that help achieve this. So uh, you've mentioned the demographics before. I would add uh, the also the very strong state of the art infrastructure, mm-hmm. especially in in uh, in Saudi Arabia and the UAE. So, for example, Saudi Arabia is ranked first globally in terms of 5G internet speed, right? And has an average speed that is double the global average. This helps a lot, you know, in uh, in enabling that. Um, but also, very importantly, we're seeing governments in the region uh, being quite bullish about the sector and mm-hmm. in investing significantly, mainly with the with the objective of positioning them, themselves as uh, the epicenters of uh, you know or the hub, the, the global esports hub, uh, uh, you know, ar- around the world. So, um, so we're seeing very large investments, again, especially in Saudi Arabia and UAE, uh, both by governments mostly, but also by the private sector. Fascinating. It's so exciting to think of it becoming the, uh, the global esports hub. What needs to happen for that, to, for that vision to become a reality? What are the steps that need to take place? I think for for that vision to 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 become a reality, I mean, you need to uh, to prepare all the enabling uh, factors that would support that. So, be it from a, from an infrastructure perspective, from a governance perspective, uh, but also from an uh, education. So, uh, uh, so training those athletes, uh, d- developing uh, or creating academies that would coach and that would, you know. Uh, 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 bring those players from the grassroots to uh, to profession to becoming professionals, uh, and you know uh, being able to uh, kind of create a certain mechanism where uh, everyone would be interested, you know, to uh, come to the region, participate in large events uh, or large tour- tournaments in the region uh, that are at the global scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe I, I spoke a bit about investment. So one of the most recent investment is what the uh, Savvy Gaming Group, uh, which is an entity created by the uh, Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, the large-scale acquisition that they recently uh, uh, did, uh, acquiring uh, ESL, one of the biggest names in esports events, mm-hmm. uh, and Face It. Uh, both for a value of one and a half billion dollars. So this is really showing you how much uh, um, the leadership in the countries here in the region are really a, 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 um, keen on on positioning uh, their, their countries as you know at the forefront of uh, uh, of esports. Badr, you're at the heart of this, making this happen on the ground at STC Play. What are you seeing? And um, could you tell me a little bit about the you know, the challenges, but also the opportunities. What are the opportunities for, for all the different players? Perfect. So <clears throat> the way we looked at it, especially coming from STC, which is one of the biggest digital uh, enablement uh, uh, mobile operator, I would say, uh, you, the way we look at it is how do we enable such an industry uh, to put it on the road for growth? How can we bring uh, the different parties within the industry to be connected, capitalizing on the infrastructure that we have? And I remember we've done that in, in different uh, uh, non-telco industries. So in, in media, we've done that in the video distribution and the fintech 
uh, we've done that by introducing STC Pay, uh, which is about to become uh, the first uh, uh, digital bank in Saudi. And, and, and that was all built on top of the, the infrastructure. So I second Jad on the, uh, uh, the enablement part, which is truly required uh, for ensuring the growth. Uh, that's 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 one part of the story. The other part of the story is uh, the way uh, STC Play uh, uh, wanted to venture into that is basically by introducing an engagement platform. So we believe that uh, starting it from from the ground up, looking at the community itself, what does the community want, uh, putting the trust in the community that there there are brands that are bringing things together. Uh, there's a there's a career path into that. Uh, if, uh, if 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 you changed your studies or uh, you, you you changed your focus toward this, rest assured that there are companies that will you know take you and and, and give you the career path you want. And all of that comes from the vision itself, the the kingdom vision mm -hmm. itself, uh, the investments that was were mentioned by uh, by Jad. Those are only I believe the starting point of. Uh, ensuring the trust uh, uh, and, and the, the, the other uh, movement that comes from uh, uh, a digital enabler like STC is to ensure that there is an enablement uh, and, and, and it's for the community now uh, and for the other parties uh, to capitalize on the momentum and, and increase or foster the potential growth that might come. You've spoken about the, the opportunities, obviously great opportunities for, for players, for content creators, and for brands. What other um, parties could benefit from, from this momentum, from this, the, this, this vision to become an esports hub? Well, I think uh, if, if I look at uh, across different industries, and I'll, I'll give you something that is far away from that, you could talk about restaurants that could benefit out of that. You could talk about cafes that could benefit out of that. Uh, we believe that gaming will be in the heart of every different industries. Uh, I remember a research that we've looked at that uh, some hotels are actually looking at creating that gaming theme. So it's, it's becoming a segment, it's becoming a theme that everyone should adopt. Uh, for them to get closer to the to the to the potential new uh, consumers that we're having today, um, and uh, I mean it's it's endless. How would you put that together? Uh, and I remember one of the one of the articles that I've read. Uh, it says that big number of the communicational briefs that brands will be coming out with are gaming related, and 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 that's all towards connecting your brands um, uh, to gamers. It just reminds me 10 years ago or 15 years ago when social media were, were the talk of everyone and everyone wants to be available in the social media. I think that that thing is happening again with gaming. Yeah, and, and, and I would add to that. So just imagine the scale uh, that this would give to anyone, to any brand, but also to any uh, performer. Uh, you have millions of people, uh, 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 a very large audience that, uh, that is attending such events. So just take, take the example of uh, one of the you know, singers or artists that can come and 
have a concert, you know, around that uh, 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 that game or that uh, tournament that is there. So this uh, band or this uh, singer will have access to to audience of millions of people, which physically this cannot happen, right? So so this and this is just an example, you know, for for the entertainment industry. But also think about it also from from another angle. Uh, if if I am to do a small analogy with the uh, professional sports, right? Uh, go back maybe hundred years uh, uh, from now. So people used to just play football, for example, and there was no industry around it. Now, if you look at the football or basketball or any sports industry, it's a huge industry with a lot of new players, a lot of new companies, agencies, etc. Uh, just imagine gamers today that are barely getting paid or that are uh, doing this, you know, out of their, their, their own time. Just imagine them in a few years being traded for millions of dollars, similar to how Messi and Ronaldo, for example, are, are, are traded today, right? So th this is where uh, I think esports is going in, in the next few years, and it's going fast uh, towards that, uh, uh, that ambition. If I may, Jonathan, the, the multiplier effect of such uh, industry uh, could actually be used in a different manner. Let's take a simple example. If you have a small city uh, in, in, in the country and you want to you wanna create a season in that city, and when I say a season, you want to make restaurants make money, you want hotels to be full, you want to use the convention centers over there, uh, um, so, so you want to create a life in, 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 a, in a, a matter of, for example, let's say two weeks. Just throw an eSport event on there, uh, bringing gamers together. Uh, people will be driving towards that event. So that's, that's the type of multiplier effect when you are uh, focusing into that industry and bringing it together. It can be used in a different industry or on a different purpose uh, where it could help in, in uh, shaping up uh, the, the market. Yeah, I think what, what Badr is mentioning is that the, the, the impact is not only for online players. There's a lot of impact on offline Absolutely. players. So he Absolutely. just mentioned a lot of examples on restaurants, hotels, convention centers, etc. But also building those, uh, you know, uh, 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 gaming centers where you... Uh, you host players to come and play against each other or create content from, from that and distribute it, uh, will, will pick up a lot. And we're, we're going to see a lot of, you know, the emergence of a lot of gaming centers all across, you know, uh, uh, the space that, uh, that's there. It sounds fascinating and very exciting. But, but what are the challenges? What, uh, what, what could get in the way of this? What needs to be overcome? What should the, all the stakeholders, and you mentioned a lot of sort of government sponsorship and government vision here. What, what do they need to be thinking about in order to, to make this happen? I would say the challenges uh, would be around how to properly uh, govern this, this industry and uh, you know, make sure that it remains within certain boundaries where it's well uh, uh, regulated, well uh, uh, you know, controlled, if, if you want. Mm -hmm. So from a governance perspective, uh, 
I know we always uh, refer and we compare to uh, to uh, professional sports, but but here it's a bit different, right? So in in professional sports, you have some some entities that are governing each sports. The example FIFA in in football, right? Uh, in in this case here, it will be quite different because the uh, the publishers have have the upper hand there, right? Because they they own the game. And accordingly, it will be hard to create a certain uh, entity that comes here and try to, uh, you know, uh, uh, govern or regulate or put some some rules and regulations around uh, that sport. Uh, now, some entities are emerging there. Uh, none has has reached as a, a state where you, they they can claim that their you know their reference uh, for for esports. And I, I think it will be challenging for, for one of them to, to become there unless they create a certain uh, raison d'etre, I would say, uh, uh, for, for what would they do versus what would they leave with the, with the publishers. And I think the number of stakeholders that is involved uh, in, in, in this ecosystem is also phenomenal and mm -hmm. uh, needs a way you know, to um, uh, improve collaboration across, uh, across all of them. On the, um, I mean, Jad, you've, you've brought a very important element, which is regulating uh, the, the ecosystem and regulating how things goes within the esports. And, um, and, and that is actually what is becoming a nightmare for a big part of the ecosystem. Uh, and, and, and you're right, the point, the point behind uh, the owner of, the, of a specific game is the owner of the regulation. Uh, on how that game being played, is it going to an eSport, does it have an event or not? Uh, yet putting the right framework from the enablement uh, or the enabler parties, for example, on the, on the country level, on the operator and telecom uh, infrastructure level will definitely help in driving uh, more momentum for the game publishers, you know, to do more towards a specific game. Uh, that's from the esports side of things. Prior to esports, you have you have to create the momentum of games to be developed. There are there should be new games coming down the road, and 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 uh, you should have developers, you know, developing those games and publishers publishing those games, and and with that you will you will be able to have new content creators that promotes these different type of games, and in in the the, the challenge that is being faced in here is basically uh, the educational challenge. So how do you uh, foster the understanding of uh, coding for gaming uh, or, mm -hmm. or, or being a content creator for gaming uh, uh, is considered as a career path. Uh, this could come across parents, uh, across universities, across programs that needs to be established. And, and even though if if you got to if you got to study this or you put yourself from an educational perspective into this, what about the skills? So where do you get this, the right skills and how do you put them together? And and after all of that, where do you go and work? So do you have a gaming company there? And I think that's where uh, Savvy or PIF has spotted that by creating a gaming company. So Mr. Uh, uh, developer, if 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 you have the ambitious plan to become part of, uh, of or, or, or to have a career path in gaming, well, there is a gaming company that is established. What one day 
you can come and join it. So it's uh, it's a collective work that needs to happen from 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 different sides, and we're so glad in Saudi Arabia and with the vision that we have that gaming is becoming a segment. Uh, it's becoming a segment across the different ministries, across the different government bodies, uh, uh, in in large, and uh, uh, specifically on on the operator side. I would like to share some some of the activities that we're doing. Uh, previously, we, we've never had uh, a gaming experience being monitored across our network. So if you want to invest on gaming and we want to bring gamers together, we have to make sure that our network is suitable or our connection is suitable for gamers. Today, we have a, spe a special team who consists of gamers. They have their own gaming lab within the network and all what they do, they focus on how is the traffic going to FIFA? How is the traffic going to Fortnite, for example? What is the next release? When is the next release coming? So we make sure that uh, our players from playing using STC network are actually having the best uh, experience. All of that will definitely help in releasing some of the challenges and accordingly uh, supporting the growth of the industry. I, I think this is spot on. Maybe let me, uh, if you allow me just to add one, one small thing, uh, I think Badr hinted to it, uh, but even on the soft side, uh, and, and when, when we want to talk about challenges, on the soft side, so I think the, all over the world, the cultural acceptance, you know, uh, uh, for, for someone to say that I want to build a career as, as a gamer, you know, or as a streamer, is still not there yet. I mean, take me, for example, if you ask me uh, or if my daughter comes in 10 years and, and tells me I want to become a professional gamer, I would still be, be puzzled, right? So uh, maybe in 10 years that, that would be different. But, uh, uh, but I it's, think it's this It's not the this same as a doctor or a lawyer, is it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, this, uh, this, this cultural acceptance needs to evolve. Uh, I'm sure it's getting there. Uh, we can see a lot of examples, but uh, obviously this this will follow uh, as a challenge all uh, all over the years. Interesting, interesting. We've been talking mostly quite generally. Um, we've had a couple of uh, very interesting examples from Badr about about what's going on right at the heart of. Uh, of, of the STC play activities in, in Saudi Arabia. Could you share a little bit more what's going on in the kingdom, Badr, what you see and what you're looking forward to over the next uh, next couple of years? Well, uh, looking at the different plans that has been put in there and uh, the understanding of the ecosystem, uh, uh, Saudi is, is actually becoming the hub uh, and the capital for gaming. And, this will definitely result on uh, different elements. We've, uh, we've heard about uh, the introduction of AAA studios being established in Saudi. Uh, this will definitely promise and, and, and give the promise to the game developers uh, to have the best experience when it comes to game development. Uh, the, the other thing is uh, the, the casual gamers and the, the event organizers are, all, are also getting a part of that. So in Saudi, especially in June, July, we usually have what we call a gaming season uh, that brings different type of IPs, different type of uh, 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 game uh, 
e-sport teams uh, down here to Saudi and where they get connected and, um, and exposed to the community. Uh, on the other side, the, the academies are taking a good uh, a shape when it comes to the discussion. Uh, we've started seeing that uh, happening uh, on, uh, and, and definitely the, the establishment of uh, gaming centers because as much as you put on the online, you need to have people on the offline gathering together. Uh, so we're, uh, uh, we, we've started seeing some uh, uh, support when it comes to infrastructural support or financial support for different gaming centers to be enrolled out. And, and, and all of that will add to, to the main idea and the main concept of, of making Saudi the, the capital for gaming. And this is all driven by a clear national strategy that the kingdom has uh, um, uh, that is putting, you know, uh, a clear uh, vision and a clear ambition for everyone on, on what where they, they want to achieve. But that also is helping in uh, driving investments and, and funding uh, wherever needed, uh, you know, through development funds or through direct funds from, uh, uh, from uh, uh, sorry, direct, direct funding from the government. Fantastic. I think I think if I if I may, Jonathan, at a certain point of time, and that's very soon, uh, Saudi will be. If you're a gamer and if you want to get attached to the gaming industry, uh, I think Saudi will be the best place for you to live in. Uh, you will you will be facilitated to develop your next game. You will be facilitated to become a star when it comes to content creation, because uh, because everyone, as I've said, uh, across. Uh, the, the government bodies and, and, and even the private sector uh, is actually uh, marching towards uh, creating that vision. Fantastic. If someone's listening to this um, and thinking, wow, this tremendous potential here, I want to get involved, you know, whether they are a brand uh, or, or a, a gamer, what would be your advice to them how can they learn more? How can they, they get closer to this topic? How can they start their journey to, 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 to capture some of the opportunities? I think in my opinion, they need to move fast, first of all, because everything is going extremely fast and they need to uh, be always up to date on what's happening, be it uh, you know, in the region, in, in the kingdom or, or even globally. That's, that's the first recipe. And, and this, this, this necessitates them, if anyone has a certain idea, to execute fast. Because really, there's no, there's no time for a lot of planning and you know, taking time. Because definitely, someone else will grab that opportunity ahead of you. And your idea might be obsolete in, in a few weeks. Uh, that's, I think, the most important uh, uh, element, to be agile and fast. Uh, and be always up to date, you know, uh, uh, versus uh, anything that's happening uh, around you. Uh, then the second element I would say is, you know, know what you want to be in and where you want to play uh, within this whole ecosystem. This is a very wide ecosystem. You cannot do everything and you cannot be an expert and win in everything. Uh, just to decide where, uh, uh, based on your capabilities, where is the best area for you to, uh, uh, to play in and to win uh, and uh, develop your business around, uh, around that proposition. 
I think Judd uh, spot on. Uh, uh, there's 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 no time to wait on that, uh, for sure. And uh, my my uh, my my recommendation would be uh, get closer to the right community. Uh, be in a place where uh, funding is there, where infrastructure is there, uh, and where the gamers actually are there. Uh, all of that will definitely help. And in, uh, in turning ideas and, and dreams into reality, and not only that, uh, you will you will get into the flywheel of growth. Uh, you will be part of uh, what we consider uh, a growth accelerator, especially uh, down here in Saudi. Superb, superb. So, gentlemen, uh, we've been talking a lot, but I'd love to ask you: What are the uh, the hot uh, trends? What are the the games that you're watching, both to uh, both from an esports point of view, and also to play yourselves? What are what are your what are your favorite uh, games right now? Well, I do I do uh, car racing games, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a bit hyper casual, so I've got a couple of games on my phone. Uh, whenever is, uh, I've got the time, uh, but in terms of in terms of watching and keeping an eye on games, since I'm in the industry, uh, I, I usually look at the, the the big games that is being consumed, especially down here. So the, the PUBG Mobiles, the Fortnite, uh, FIFA. Definitely, we have a great segment for FIFA down here. So yeah, th those those are the games that uh, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Excellent. How about you, Jad? Um, myself personally, I'm more of a team games, I would say, or team sports games. So uh, the likes of FIFA, NBA, uh, this is where I spend uh, most of my gaming time whenever I have time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, this is mostly where uh, you know where I'm most interested in, in in terms of games. But I follow all all the other you know prominent games that that Bader mentioned you know that are really becoming uh, uh, big big titles uh, around the world. Superb. Any final thoughts? So, uh, Bader, what would you want to leave your our listeners with today if they're coming to this? What 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 are your conclusions? The only thing I would say, uh, gaming is becoming the biggest segment in media it will be connected to every single consumer or non-consumer, even brands. I think uh, the amount of focus that has been put in, uh, into that industry is worth keeping it on head. Just, just stay tuned for what's coming up on gaming. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm definitely glad, glad to be part of that, Jonathan, with you and Jack. Absolute pleasure. Uh, from my side, I would say what's happening in the industry, uh, in gaming and in esports more specifically, is phenomenal. And I think uh, everyone, all industries, will need to keep an eye on this because I think everyone has uh, uh, has a part to play uh, in this, be it uh, a real estate provider or just an advertiser or, uh, you know, uh, a telecom operator or uh, whatever industry you're talking about, uh, you can have a, a certain say or a certain play within, within that industry. Add to that all the individuals and consumers, be it gamers or streamers that can potentially become, you know, uh, uh, the next uh, Ronaldo's and Messi's of, uh, of, of games. Okay.
Jad Badr, thank you so much for your time today. I'm afraid that's all we have time for for today's episode, but it's been a fascinating chat. I've certainly learned a lot, and uh, I can tell esports is flying in the Middle East. And very importantly, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in today. I hope today's episode provided some insight and ideas on the tremendous opportunities and growth potential in esports. You've been listening to the InBold podcast from the Strategy and Middle East team. Thanks to my guests, Jad Elmir from the Strategy and Middle East team and Badr Al-Mashoud, the head of STC Play in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And whilst you're there, give us a like and leave a review. And we'll see you on the next episode of InBold.